Boys, uh, Nelly's Country Grammar, 21 years old. <laughs> 21 years old. And this came to my head because uh, in the group chat, Chris decided to throw it out that Nelly is being used as Mr. Nostalgia now. And we are now at the age where they're selling stuff to us. So like when Nelly's doing corny things in commercials, it's because we are the buying public who has those feelings about Nelly. And I can't believe that we are here at this point because you know, you grow up and you see all these references and like your parents laugh at it. You're like, you don't. Now I'm laughing. No one else is. <laughs> I can't believe it's working. That's what I, <laughs> I've got Doritos and Honey Nut Cheerios stacked. Got uh, plenty of those thanks to Nelly and his efforts with those brands. But it's it's frightening to realize, first of all, that Country Grammar is 21 years old. That's just more disgusting, more than anything, but frightening to think that the nostalgia angle is being twisted to use towards us now. And we're actively in that market. I'm not a fan, not a fan, but it works. <laughs> yeah, he's... Uh... He was saying it, it must be the honey and honey nut Cheerios commercial a few years ago. And now uh, it's getting hot in her because of those flaming hot Doritos. So, and like we had on the playlist, is it cash cash? We had like, you know, mm -hmm. they were with Nelly. Yep. It's just too much for me guys. Like I, I need, <laughs> I feel like I haven't gotten to the point of like the Nelly nostalgia because he keeps showing up in shit. Like he never, like, I feel like it never left, which he never went away for long enough. Yeah. Kudos, <laughs> kudos to Nelly. I mean, that's, that's the career longevity you want to have, but um, yeah, just every time I saw, I saw him, I texted you guys. I'm like more again, really? But Nelly does it again. Well, and then I feel like the same thing has happened with the Britney Spears documentary and you have all these like younger people are like, oh my goodness, I can't believe this. And I'm like, I'm that I'm that old. I'm like that old where Britney Spears is somebody that young people are just discovering and they're like, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. It's very weird. I know that Britney Spears documentary is like dark and goes down different paths and all this stuff, but it's like the reason why it's so effective is because we are now the ones who are telling all the Britney stories. Like I felt like my dad, like my dad telling me stories about like James Brown or something. And I'm like <laughs> telling stories. Oh, sit down kids. Let's talk yeah. about Britney Spears. <laughs> it's horrifying. It's horrifying that it's, we're not that old yet. We should, this shouldn't be happening yet. It's only going to get worse, right? It's only going to get worse. We feel like we're not that much older than the, the youngest generation who are flocking to these type of things, but here we are. Here we are. What else can you say? I would like to think our role on this podcast, though, will keep us like current as compared to our parents who like they were like up with like new music and stuff to a, a point. And then that was it. Yeah. And I've actually thought this semi-recently that like, I feel like by being a part of this podcast, especially with YouTube, because you're like encyclopedias of music, I feel like I won't fall into that trap of like, 
you get to the point where like your generation is your generation and you have no idea what else is happening. You know what I mean? Like you're not afraid that you're going to be tuned into wish FM <laughs> and Kenny G radio. Yeah. Six years on six as a, right. Like you're not like this, that's it now. That's what you listen to. You're just an older person that no, we're going to hold on. And we're going to ride this train until the wheels fall off that we're staying current. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. When I'm 75 <laughs> and we're doing this podcast, Dan will still be suggesting K-pop songs for me. And I appreciate that. And then K-pop will be like retro. And people will be talking about BTS like we do the Beatles. <laughs> like, oh, you thought you think that K-pop's good? Oh, right. oh no. let me listen to this old Wait stuff. Wait to hear this. Let's yeah. play Dynamite on Wish <laughs> FM right now. <laughs> My God, what's going on, y'all? It's CD here in LA. Chris and Dan in Pittsburgh. It's the Brunch Breakdown. Dan, tell everybody where they can find us on, uh, yeah, on the internet. Everywhere. That's right. (laughs) Anywhere and everywhere that you can find podcasts, you can find the brunch breakdown that includes all the favorites, Apple podcasts, Spotify, Google podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher. And if you didn't, if you missed our announcement last week, we are now on iHeartRadio, number one in podcasts. iHeartRadio is not us. Not yet. Not yet, but we're only been on there a week. So just give it some time. Uh, yeah. So check us out on iHeartRadio as well uh, with all those platforms. Every Wednesday morning, those uh, episodes come right to your device, ready to listen to. And of course, our full web episodes are available on YouTube and Facebook. Those are also available every Wednesday morning, uh, Wednesday afternoon. They get premiered live, and then you can watch those on demand wherever and whenever you'd like. And of course you can find us on social media everywhere. That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the good stuff at brunch breakdown. Nice. Find us everywhere, everywhere. Everywhere. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, today on the show, we've got a good one. We're going to be talking Megan, Harry and Oprah and our thoughts on all of that because everybody's talking about it. So, you know, we're going to talk about it too. Um, the Rock and Will Smith uh, led to this topic because they're saying politics are in their future. So we want to know who's the next celeb that could be the president. So we're going to be talking about that. And Adam Levine of Maroon 5 says there's no bands anymore <laughs> they are extinct i guess i i i don't know why you would say this but anyways adam levine talked well, we're going to talk about that going into what we're listening to this week but let's get it started with my favorite segment on the show bruise day chris get us started uh i'm recycling a beer that i've already had on the podcast before so all right you did this with music now you're doing it with beer Dan, I don't have Just, a fridge of 200 beers. Okay. So well, you, well, you come live, on by, come on through the drive through. We'll, we'll, we'll swing you some over and we'll make it happen. I will, I will do that. Yeah. Why <laughs> don't, yeah. Hold on. Why is this the first time this has ever happened? If you need beer, just go to Dan's house. I will throw some on the street for you that's and true. then you just come pick it up. I didn't know Dan did pick up. Okay. I didn't know that that <laughs> oh, service yeah. was available. We do Brews Day every week and Dan didn't advertise his own beer <laughs> pickup. That's a thing in Pittsburgh, drive through beer distributor, and Dan didn't say anything about it. That's not my yeah. fault. That's his fault. Pull right up to the garage. We'll hook you up. Right, I'm sweet. actually really mad that this is not something that has been happening throughout. So like next week, <laughs> I need, no, Chris, don't go get any beer. You need to go get beer from Dan's house next week. And it better happen. Better happen. Well, I, sure. But so 
I'm having, so what, (laughs) there's a lot of stuff in my head. I'm trying to clear out my beer fridge is what I'm trying to do for new stuff because St. Patty's day is coming. So I have my eye on some things I want to pick up. So I'm actually drinking an Oktoberfest today because it's been sitting in my fridge forever, but I wanted to use my time here to ask Dan a question since he is Dan, the beer man. Okay. All right. I, because, so I have one of our favorite breweries, Hitchhiker. I have their uh, available beers up in front of me right now for this coming week. Okay. And they have a dry Irish stout. One, I'm curious if you had it and if it's good. And two, what is a dry Irish stout? So I haven't had that beer. Uh, I have heard good things about it because it does come out around the same time every year. So I'd had, I've, I've seen and heard good things about that beer, but when it, was released at the same point last year. You couldn't get it. You couldn't get it anywhere. That's a great point. <laughs> it was a problem. It was a problem. So it's been on my list and I'm hoping to get it uh, myself. So the dryness aspect of it is just by way of the their, the hops and types of stuff like that they're using where it kind of has more of the stout and dry really don't go together. Right. Right. You know, dry is more of like an IPA and those type of things like with hops. So it's kind of combining those worlds, um, you know, when you're with your traditional Irish stout, which is a little heavier, a little darker, things like that. You get a little bit more of the the, the dryness based on the the ingredients that are used there. Understood. Well, I just added it to my cart. So should be good. Should be good. I'm curious. You'll have to let me know how that is. I'll give it a try this week. Yeah. So that's, that's me drinking an old beer. Happy brews day. Listen, it's all good. Old beers are welcome. We don't <laughs> especially, discriminate. Especially Oktoberfest. There's yeah. Honestly, you can get away with an Oktoberfest about nine months out of the year if you're me. <laughs> I love Oktoberfest. It's about nine months out of the year, but that's okay. You're still in that window. So all right. It's approved. Nice. Yeah. It's not like you you made it, you you set us up like you were breaking out an icy light. Like I was nervous. <laughs> You've when all you heard were like, this yeah. Clearing out the beer fridge. She's like, called Yangling. Here she is. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard though? There's like a like I've seen this on on social media. There's like a it, I don't it's called like garbage beer or something like that. Like it's like a trend where you like try to go out and find like crappy beers to drink. Okay, I'm not familiar with this. <laughs> garbage beer. Garbage. Yeah. Sounds like something to do when you're 21. Yeah, doesn't sound like something I want to do, but I don't know. We'll have to look into that. We'll have, to, yeah. maybe we'll have a garbage beer session. <laughs> garbage brew day. <laughs> nice. brew day. <laughs> All right, well, boys, what I got this week, uh, a Mexican craft lager, because Chris had it in my head. Ooh. I was like, man, because you, you broke out the Corona last week, and I was like, I have been wanting to try Danny Trejo's Cerveza, Trejo's Tacos. Danny Trejo's a you know famous actor in a ton of movies. And um, he's got Trejo's Tacos in LA, which is amazing. And he's got Trejo's Cerveza. And nice. it's an awesome Mexican lager. And it gives you this, like, if you go to a Mexican restaurant and they have Mexican beer on tap, right? Get it. It just tastes amazing on tap. And this gives you that feel of a Mexican beer on tap. And I just don't get that taste from any other beer. And this one does it. So Trejo's Cerveza, give it a shot. It's in your store. 
Very nice. good. Nice. That's a great pick. That's a great pick. Uh, I've got something out of the box a little bit different here today from Wicked Weed Brewing. And they are out of Asheville, North Carolina, which is an area that I've had on my list for a long time planning to visit maybe this year because they have the most breweries per capita out of any city in the entire United States, quite a few. Okay. And so they're known for great breweries because they've all got to be super competitive to be able to survive in a place like Asheville, North Carolina. So this is wicked weed brewing. uh, And this is their pernicious IPA. Okay. The pernicious IPA from wicked weed brewing shouts out to my brother-in-law, Doug, who actually hooked me up with this beer. Um, She's just delicious. And I think part, part of the reason that they use that name is you think IPA, you think that almost that dryness that we talked about, you think hops, you think things like that. So this is certainly hop forward. You certainly get that right away, but it is clean. It is pretty smooth. There's almost like a, a very light floral aftertakes, aftertaste, but in a very good way because it's subtle, uh, but very smooth yet hoppy. So it's almost kind of crossing that line between a hazy IPA and a traditional IPA, but it does. It drinks very smooth. It's not super dry. The, the hops that they use in here are wonderful. So the pernicious from Wicked Weed Brewing out of the amazing brewery capital of the United States, Asheville, North Carolina. So enjoying this one here with you today, boys. Sounds delightful. Why do, do you know why Asheville has the most breweries? Like why it is that? I don't. That's a great question. Yeah. How did that become a thing down there? I really, I'm really not sure how it became such a big thing and it's spread down there. It's something like 31 breweries or something like that. It's a crazy, crazy number, which is why it's been on my list of places to ideally travel to, um, ideally in the summertime. So hopefully soon, but yeah, Asheville, North Carolina, but I never thought it. Nice. And when you said hop forward, all I thought about was hopscotch because I've been doing that a lot in the in the driveway. <laughs> a lot of hopscotch. A lot of hopscotch. Got to hop forward on. there. Yeah. Yeah. Got to hop forward. It's Two key. feet, one foot. That's what we've been doing. Okay. Uh, well, boys, cheers. Happy Brews Day. Happy Brews Day. Cheers. 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 And oh, yeah. Cheers to one year of pandemic, boys. Just there realize. it is. One year. We made yeah. it. We made it. We are here. Boys. <laughs> Happy anniversary, everybody. <laughs> Happy anniversary to everybody. We have been in the pandemic yeah. for a year. Big on you guys. All right. That's amazing. Get it off your chest. Chris, get it off your chest. I'm picking on you because the face you gave us was not one of happiness. No, because exactly. It's not because I'm coming up on my second quarantine birthday and I'm sick of it. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Damn. This is actually... Damn. Today's March 9th, so as we're recording, yesterday is the one-year anniversary of the last thing my wife and I did in public, which was we went to a Penguins game with our friends Steve and Ray, and so it's been a full year of this malarkey. I should have done that for my get it off your chest. Um, My wife, so I have two time like two small things okay because i don't have a lot to say for these 
But uh, my wife asked that I do one in her honor because she just got an iPhone 11, which I think is the new one is the 12, right? So she yeah, has the, the 12. Um, do either of you guys have the 11 or the 12? I think this I is, have the 11. I think this is the 11. Siobhan just got the 12, like not too long ago. So I have the 11 as well. I bought it when it came out and I guess since the 11 came out, they like changed the charger for it. And my wife is furious and, and I'm honestly not all that t- too pleased with it either because we have like 17 charging blocks around the house <laughs> and now none of them, they only work for 50% of the phones in the house, which is ridiculous. Apple needs to quit changing their shit. I get why they do it. I get it. It's working. You're making that money, but come on this year of all the years to do it. Like we're stuck inside with these chargers that don't work. It's ridiculous. So that's for my wife. Also um, to the television stations, like quarantine hasn't ended. So pick your game back up. This is awful. The last two or three weeks, there's just been nothing. I mean, nothing like you hit the weekend and you're thinking, Oh, cool. Let's see what's going on. Is there like any good programming on nothing? NFL ended. Then it's like March hits and they're like, Oh, it's spring's coming around. People are going to want to be outside. No, because like 75% of the shit isn't open still networks. Please put something on for me to watch. I have a seventh month, seven month old. Can't go anywhere. I would really like to be entertained. I'm sick of the streaming services because like if there was shit on there that I wanted to watch, I already watched it. Okay. Help me out, please. (laughs) That is exactly why this segment exists right there. It's beautiful because I didn't know where you were going. I don't think you knew where you were going, but that's why we have it. Chris, I'm, I'm sorry, man, but uh, can I give you a suggestion? Sure. On Netflix, Jenny and Georgia. Pretty amazing. Don't watch the trailer. The trailer tells you nothing about what the show's about. Because I thought the show was like Gilmore Girls, right? Ooh. It's not. It's not. There's mystery. There's thriller. It's based around these two. It's literally based around a girl and her mother. But then outside of that, it is nothing like anything you've ever watched before. It is freaking phenomenal. See, I need, I need movies. I don't need TV shows because I don't like, I'm never going to be able to watch an entire series. That's never ten episodes. Happen. It's 10 episodes. It's like watching. It's like a movie. It's basically watching two movies. It's watching a movie five times. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> watching five movies. So you have a movie every night of the week. So there you go. You're covered for the yeah, week. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. I love that Just, kind of, I don't have time. I, I need yes, like you a do. I promise you. I don't. You don't have to binge it. Like, there's no pressure on. You don't have to binge anything. You can watch it one episode at a time. I understand. I'm you, just I understand, but like, I you know, you feel. I feel like you watch like two or three, and then like three weeks goes by, and then I'm over it. Telling you, man. Wow. Telling you. you. Watched, have you watched Uncut Gems? That's a little older now, but Uncut Gems. That's good. Adam Sandler. Yeah. No. Do it. That's really good. There's your really movie. good. Yeah, there's your, there's your movie. Gems. Yeah, trying to help. Solid, <laughs> Dan, get it off your chest. Well, ironically, Chris, I'm going to go in the direction that you were going, and then figured you should have gone today. Again, March 9th, the day we're recording this, one year anniversary of the last event, last place that I was out in normal public times, and that, of course, naturally was my true environment—a concert. Where else but a concert? <laughs> With the one and only my man, Alan Stone, 
at Mr. Smalls. It had been like the third or fourth time I'd seen him. And never would I have thought that just like a somewhat chill concert on some random Monday night in March would have been the last concert, let alone event that I would have gone to in 12 plus, certainly going to be plus months. It's just absolutely wild to think that, that we've got a full calendar year and haven't been able to do anything like that. And certainly what would you have done? I, I asked myself, like, would I have done anything differently that night? If I knew if you found, if I found out an hour before the concert, Hey, this is your last show for a year. We're not gonna tell you why, but this is your last concert for a year. I've been like, first of all, get the hell out of here. You even know me. <laughs> Second of all, um, I don't know, because it's not like you can go ham at an Alan Stone concert. You guys know that with his style of music. There's nothing <laughs> crazy you can do. Maybe you'd make the, the night last a little bit longer. Or like, hey, jump on up, up on stage with him. What do you got to lose? You're going to get a you know, slap on the wrist. You can't come back here for a year. Fine. Guess I'm not anyways. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's weird to think of it in, in hindsight like that. But just to put it all kind of into that strange perspective uh, of, again, where we are an entire year later, ironically, to the very day. When you get the vaccine, everybody, when you get the vaccine, as you should, go to these events, cherish these events, go during the week, go to a random Monday night concert, you know, for no, for no good reason. Just go. Not everything's going to line up on a weekend like, a, like you'd like it to. But... You know, in your case, I know you guys have to find babysitters, you know, effort that for you, uh, other single people or people that don't have kids yet sack up freaking sack up. Okay. <laughs> when it comes time again, you've had enough sleep. Everybody's had over a year to catch up on sleep. Now, ironically, you probably have both are a little de deprived on, in the sleep department, but just in general, most people have had a chance to catch up on sleep in the past 12 months. So I don't want to hear you're going to be tired. Yeah, it's probably going to take a little bit used to the body, getting used to doing things and being around people like that again, but never take those events for granted again. I know I won't. I talked about it back in November, how time hop used to be such a nice thing. And now it's just a sad memory of all the shows that I was at. And I'm so glad I took those photos and those videos because it allows me to cherish them <clears> even more. But I know that once we're back up and running again, that I will do so uh, even more until we're 75 years old and we're going to see Nelly down <laughs> at the casino <laughs> and whatever it is as we continue to stay relevant. So just wanted to share that with everybody and look forward to that next concert, that next event, because we're closer there than we have been before. So stay positive. Enjoy them. I got a couple of things in my head. I was picturing that scene from Billy Madison where he's just grabbing the kid's head and saying, you got to cherish it. <laughs> cherish you. Stay here as long as you can. Yeah. Um, and man, concerts, like, I don't know. That's going to be a weird one, I think, for a lot of people, because like, especially like a lot of the concerts are like Mr. Smalls and, and, and um, smaller clubs or venues like that, like you're up against each other, you know, that's, yeah. a, that's a weird one. But I guess, hey, silver lining, Dan, your time hop from the past year, you're not gonna be jealous of any of that. None of that. No, 
So you're turning a it's, corner there. It's a lot of beer photos a year from now. It's like, <laughs> damn, man, we needed to slow down. I knew we couldn't go anywhere, but whoo, this is heavy. <laughs> oh man, that's a good one. And uh, mine is kind of, it's in the same, I've, this, it goes with everything we've been talking about. So I gotta get this off my chest. Um, We talked about this months and months ago about how the CDC and everybody in charge has no idea what to say. Like scientists shouldn't be the ones who should be telling anyone, any giving us any information. They should, they should have somebody who knows how to communicate. Well, finally, the CDC did it. Finally, they did it. Because yesterday, they finally said to people, right? Because there's, because people are worried about this whole, there might be a slowdown on people getting the vaccine. But they finally said, if you get the vaccine, you can hang out with your friends again. <laughs> you can hang out indoors, maskless, with your friends again. Like, the fact that no one said this in December is <laughs> mind-blowing. It literally took for people, for there to, all of a sudden, there's these, like, studies that are coming out saying that, like, um, people who haven't got the vaccine, they really don't know if they want to get it yet. And that took, then now they're like, oh man, we're just going to have all the supply that's just going to go, that's just going to die. So like now we got to, we got to finally do what we're supposed to do and tell people, if you get the vaccine, your life can be somewhat normal again. And I, I'm just proud of them for finally doing it. And I had to get that off my chest because I just don't understand why this is the first time that we've heard them say that since the vaccine has been you know, being distributed and coming out and you're seeing friends get the second vaccine and stuff. And you're just like, finally, it's like, I can hang out with that person. That person, we, they can, people can come to the house if they are vaccinated. Like, I want to give a shout out to the CDC. I want to slap the CDC, but I'm happy they finally said it. I had to get that off my chest. Yeah, that was, that was big news in the Gates household yesterday because Dude. like, that's all we want to do. Yes, I I'm, I'm not trying to like go to Star Lake next <laughs> month. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to go to like some huge public event. I'm just trying to like see friends, see family. That's all. And mm -hmm. now we're like, okay, so yes, yeah, so you can get the vaccine. And when you see those people, you don't have to bring your measuring tape and make sure everybody's <laughs> six feet away from each other. Huge win. Great job. Yes. It's going to be a great summer. I, I, I'm optimistic about it, whether that's in the last week of August or the first <laughs> week of June. It's all still summer, but it's going to be great at some point, and we'll be able to embrace again and have that you know, small group normalcy. We'll take the, the little, little victories along the way, but it was the first sign of any sort of green light, which is, yeah, okay, okay, let's go. Let's yeah. get this thing. And I'm like, now it's like, yeah, anybody who said they're not going to get the vaccine, you hear that and they're like, mm, well, maybe it's going to give me a third leg or something, but I'm going to freaking go for it. Like, <laughs> I, because you, because there's so much talk about all the big things, right? There's so much talk about festivals, so much talk about state, like, you know, football games and stadiums and basketball games and stadiums and stuff. And I'm like, most of us don't even want to do that yet. <laughs> Like, I'm not like as much as I want to go to a concert, uh, I'm not ready to be next to you like that right now. I'm not ready for that. But I do just want to have more than two people at my house at a time. You know what I mean? Right. Like, that's all that's all we yeah. want. 
You know, what we uh, want is like when those games are happening, like let's watch it together. Dude, watching a (laughs) game together. Holy shit. (laughs) I know. It's crazy. (laughs) Oh God. But yeah, that was big news yesterday. And I get that off my chest. And now boys, let's get into the main course for the brunch breakdown. And it's a beefy one. Megan and Harry just Woo. destroying the royal family after they left the royal family and then a year later they just went on oprah who like, oprah doesn't have a show anymore but oprah's just anytime the network she, oprah's just like i got something and the network's like okay oprah has a show again it's pretty yeah. phenomenal that she's able to do stuff like this but would you guys think megan and harry what are your thoughts dude it was fascinating i was glued to the television for two hours regardless of the enormous amount of commercials that they ran during (laughs) that two hours and they weren't trying to stretch out the time that they had because it ended up being the interview itself was over three hours Mm -hmm. and they had to get it down to an hour and 20 minutes for (laughs) for tv's tv so this could have been like a football game there could have been a halftime show something spread this thing out over three and a half you still had me glued You'd absolutely still had me glued. They spilled all that tea, all that tea. And nobody better to be conducting that interview than Gopra, the goat, Oprah. <laughs> She's just unbelievable. I could just listen to her speak. You miss her having that TV show. And you only get those when you, now that we know that we get it, like you said, Didi, she doesn't have a show necessarily. You get it. You have the, the network, her, her network, but you don't get that prime Oprah and when you do, it's like, damn, this is, this is, this is something else. She knows, she knows what she's doing, but uh, wow. Just trashing the Royal family as they well deserved. Yeah. Honestly, I have publicly stated and even done so on this podcast. Uh, we talked about like name changes and stuff like that a couple of months ago and we brought up the title of Lord and how I've always wanted that. And I, I stated on this podcast that Prince Harry could, you know, take when he's, ta- as he's taking a step back, I would step in as like substitute Prince completely said that sign me up. Let's go. Hell no. <laughs> I retract all of that. Want nothing to do with those people. It's a complete joke. You think your family has problems. Imagine any dinner around that family table right now. It's incredible to think that some of the most powerful people in the entire world either have no power at all, or they're just not willing to use it. I mean, this was just absolutely amazing. It drew huge ratings numbers, like 17 million people, something like that. I was, I'm here for it. Good for them. Team Harry and Megan, let's go. Dan no longer wants to be a prince. Big news. That is big news. Damn. That is big news. I'm about as far removed from this whole thing as one could be. I like the whole royal family thing. It really doesn't interest me. Um, Like, the the people in power in this country don't interest me. So certainly in other countries, it doesn't interest me at all. Uh, but my wife is obsessed. And we went on a walk yesterday and she 
kind of gave me like a rundown because I figured we'd talk about this on this episode. And I just think like it, I mean, the whole thing is screwed up and like so many just awful, like really awful, inhumane, awful stuff. Um, But it also made me, I've known that, that I feel this way for a long time, but it just solidified it even further. Like I would never want to be that famous. Like to the point where, because, you know, then this kind of relates back to maybe to, and again, I don't know all the details, but like, this kind of reminds me of like the Britney thing where like a big part of it is like the media, just like constantly being part of the equation because you're so famous and you're so much in the public eye. And I can't imagine what that, must be like, like none of that ever sounds attractive. So I, I feel, I feel horrible for them. I mean, it's just, it, it was a 15 minute walk and I was disgusted by the end of it for, for what everything Katie was telling me. It's awful. Dude, it was pretty crazy. You're just like, I can't believe, I guess for me, it's like, cause my wife, she has read so many books. I, it's not like I, I like the Roy, I like finding things about the Royals and all that stuff too. But it's just wild when you look at this girl who, you know, woman, grown woman who like got beat down basically by the whole Royal process, whether it was like racism or it was tabloids. But I thought it was, I thought when we went into watching this, it was just going to be a lot of like tabloid stuff and just not being able to handle the press and the press were racist. It was like, no, no. Everybody inside were racist too. Everybody inside weren't letting you get therapy. People inside the like, I just couldn't get over the fact that it was everybody inside who were just like, nah, we don't fuck with you, Megan, but we fuck with her, not with you. And I, like, I mean, shouts to Harry. It, it sucks because I like to call myself the husband of the year, father of the year, but that's him now. He won it 2021. It's his now. Cause like you left. I mean, you left this establishment because for your wife and I'm just like, for your wife, for your family. And it's, there are a lot of people who couldn't have done that. A lot of people wouldn't have done that. Would have never done that. Would have never betrayed their family. Hell, there's people who won't betray their family just any, anyways now. They're just like, nah, like I, I got to talk to my family, you know? And then people get divorced for that. Harry was like, nah, we're out of here. And like, we're going to go live with Tyler Perry. <laughs> and- <laughs> How did that, where, where's that link? Katie told me that when we were walking, I was like, wait, wait, I really didn't provide like any feedback the entire time she was telling me this stuff. And then she said, so they live with Tyler Perry. And I kept going, I was like, whoa, 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 wait, the actor, Tyler, Tyler, that Tyler Perry. Yes. How did yes. that, where, where is that linkage? Where did that happen? So they had to, they had to leave Canada rather quickly because they found out that they were losing their security services from the Royal family. They were, they were, just pulling them back. They're like, you're not part of the world anymore that they're, and they, so then where they were going to be living was going to become public and they weren't going to be safe and secure there. So they had to get somewhere quickly. They chose the United States. They chose California. I so Oprah t- kind of hooked it up with Tyler Perry. <laughs> There's a wonderful circle of connection there. He says, I got a place come crash with me until you find a house. And there it was an episode of full house would have been amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Just the way you say that's so funny. Like they came to America, they chose California and where else are you going to go? But Tyler Perry's house. I mean, that's first name I mean, on the list. 
as one does like you call up oprah you're like oh oh uh i need a place to stay I'm like well my houses are, are are booked up but i can call up tyler perry i think he might have a place he's like hey come on over you guys can be in the next medea movie Why not? <laughs> like, but i heard like he so he like helped them get security because they didn't have security anymore right yeah didn't he yeah. like give he them his, his security detail yeah friend That's of the pretty, year tyler perry dude seriously like yeah Homeboy Hall of Fame, Tyler Perry. Like, that is because think about how many people, you know, think about when somebody's like, I'm coming to Pittsburgh and you know they are, but they're like a friend of a friend. And you're like, don't ask me. 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 Like, because I know I do that a, a good bit. I'm like, for the love of God, don't just don't ask me. But Tyler Perry was like, bring them. Let's do this. Meg, yeah. Harry, come on over. Yeah. It was just amazing. And that they, you know, you felt that they weren't putting it out there to necessarily trash the Royal family and everything that has, that has happened. But it's hard to like live with yourself knowing that the public image is so bad and everything that you went through, you just have to be like to this point where it's like, no, we just, we have to tell the truth for our own sanity and get that out there. And hopefully it'll, provide change there was a statement that the palace finally finally came out with today kind of hinting at like oh people's you know might remember things a little bit differently but we're still taking everything very serious and if you watch the crown like i do i can't i won't even recommend that to you chris because there's a show my wife watches show yeah katie watches it hooked on that hooked on that and you think it's bad there. And then you're out. You're, they're giving you another season right now. It's happening in <laughs> front of us. We're getting another season. The show's not going away. And it's fascinating. You hear all this stuff that like Prince Charles went through growing up, how he felt like an outsider, kind of like his uncle, his uncle did, uh, who lost the throne and et cetera, et cetera, without getting into all the details. And it's like, wait a minute. Harry's kind of finding himself in a similar position. He's, no one's like listening or even talking to him. It's crazy. It's crazy. And then he's just like, yeah, we're burning the bridge. We're burning London Bridge. London Bridge is falling down and we may not be able to ever cross it again. And I'm doing it because this is my wife. This is our family. And you know what? California is actually pretty nice. And I don't mind living here for a long time. <laughs> By the way, throw Fergie on the playlist. Uh, London Bridge. <laughs> throw that. Sure. Throw Make a note of it. Right <laughs> <laughs> yeah make sure you uh make sure you throw that for sure on the uh on the playlist but uh there's an awesome documentary that like if and i think it's on discovery it's called diana and the paparazzi and the whole time when i'm watching Ooh. this megan thing all i thought about was it because it's 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 like diana's life through the paparazzi lens right so it's like people who covered the paparazzi at that time people who chased her down the street people who followed her and they literally and it made me think of like the stuff that Megan was going through because um, in the doc, they like show um, like Diana's facial expressions a lot. And they're like, oh yeah, this is what she does every time she does this. And it's like, they know it to a T and it's, it's terrifying. Like what you were saying, Chris, about how like just being that famous is nuts. It's like, they were basically, I know what she's thinking in this photo because of the way that her lip is the way her like lip is Ooh. moving or like I know the way that this is because of the it's it's fascinating because it basically goes all the way up until she dies and it's all followed by like press clippings and it's like the lady who was in charge of like the whatever the paper was and it's 
it's fascinating. It's scary, but it's like, it's like an hour long documentary. It goes like a second, but it's, it gives you another glimpse into like what, you know, when Megan's talking about it and what she's going through and being followed and all this crazy shit. It's, it's, it's pretty fascinating. Well, I'll tell you, I'm happy to have them on our team now. I am. Yeah. I'm loving it. The, the United States should make titles for them since their titles got taken away, like the Duke and Duchess of the Union or whatever. They need titles. They've got a great deal with Spotify. By the way, they did not get paid for that interview. People were reporting that CBS paid for the interview, for the rights for the interview. So they didn't get paid $7 million. And they noted that almost right away. The, the CBS paid because the networks were bidding on the interview. And guess what? Their ROI was beautiful based on what the ratings they thought they were going to get and the 17 million that actually uh, watched it. I can't imagine what it was like in the United Kingdom after this had all come out. I know people were feeling sympathy for Piers Morgan. You can go F yourself. You can shove it. I know he just, he, if you're following this as closely as I do and on Twitter today, he walked off the set of good morning Britain whatever the hell that is. And now he's fired and he should be because he's a scumbag. This is fascinating. Let's go. What did, what did Piers Morgan do? Oh boy. He, <laughs> he is, he was just, he's just an awful human being. And it's just been like, she's lying. Everything she's saying is lie. It's a lie. Like you can't yeah. talk about the queen this way. He went full for battle for the, yeah. She didn't actually and, have mental health problems. She wasn't thinking any of this. She's making this yeah. all up. She's just trying ugly. to do it to get paid and all this. And mm-hmm. that did not go well. And some dude caught him out basically on it calmly. He stormed off the set, no longer with the program. America still has the talent, Pierce. America still has the talent. And you lost that one too. <laughs> oh, man. Well, let's get into um, another interesting topic. Uh, celebrities being president since we already had one had that for four years chris why did you bring this up to us in the group chat it's another chris <laughs> in the group chat in question uh, i love chris's random thoughts in the group chat and i really need to know why you thought about and this might be why you need some more things to watch on television but why were you <laughs> thinking about a, another celebrity being being president i don't i was just i picked my daughter up from daycare and i was driving home and i just it just like came to me. I was like, okay, so like, you know how like sometimes you just have these moments of clarity. And I knew all along that like our country for the last president elected a reality TV star. Like I knew that, but then like it hit me on, and I, I, on the ride home and I was like, oh, that could mean that like other famous people who have the type of following that he had could utilize social media in a way to get this groundswell of enthusiasm and run for president. Um, And so, yeah, there wasn't like any one thing in particular, but I just started thinking about it because social media is so powerful. Right. And like all of the people that have run for president up until this point, I don't know. I don't really like, I feel like when Obama ran, it was still like early social media. So he probably used it, but like not to the extent that you could use it now. And social media is just going to get bigger. It's just going to become more and more prevalent. So like, I think social media is going to be a big factor in running for office, you know, various political offices, but especially president of the United States, because like you can use it 
to really motivate people. And like, if you have a big enough following, following like many celebrities do, man, you can, and you got a team that can craft a message, especially people that are like in Hollywood that know about writing stories, man, I, I think it's going to happen again. I, and I have some thoughts on, on who it might be. Well, well no, that's a not, that's a lie. I don't have thoughts on who it might be. I have thoughts on who could do it. Okay. Well, <laughs> like, oh, you have more than thoughts. You have insight. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, the thing is, it's interesting you brought that up because the rock in recent weeks while promoting his TV show, that's on NBC young rock. He said that he would run for president if the people wanted him to do it. And then Will Smith recently said that he would run. He would, he may think about running for political office. Didn't say what, didn't say it was like governor of California or whatever. Cause that's going to be interesting because living here, the governor here is it's, it's going to be wide open whenever <laughs> it's, and, and whenever it's time for him to go. And maybe that's what Will's hitting at. I don't know. But uh, I thought it was interesting because of recently hearing, you know, some famous people, some very famous people say that. Well, so the- I, so just real quick, I, I did, I did, I had no knowledge of no. either of those stories. Which makes it even more interesting that this just came into your head while you were driving home, which the one thing I'll say about that, it sounds like you're not listening to enough of the sounds of brunch on Spotify available every Thursday <laughs> for your listening pleasure. Uh, also give our buddy uh, le- uh, over at the legend status podcast, a listen, his episode get released every Tuesday. He's at legend status pod and uh, him and I are doing some special things on the road to WrestleMania. So if you're a wrestling fan, check those out as well. So maybe that'll help fill your time, but I'm glad Thanks for that the that plug, wasn't the Dan, case because <laughs> for yourself, it's, this isn't, this has nothing to do with your friend and his podcast. This is to do with he you. Promotes you us are, every week. That's why he, there now. He, that's Just, his, that's his shout out. It's a, okay. it's a, it's a partnership. Right, um, so check that out next time you're driving around. Um, <laughs> but I do find this as a fascinating topic because that was the first name that came to my mind w- without knowing that either, without knowing what Dee said with the rock and Will Smith with, with those two. We, I think we've talked about The Rock a lot on this podcast before and about how anything he could do. That's certainly one of them. I mean, without a doubt, that's the first person that comes to my mind. Great tie-in with the WrestleMania topic I was just bringing up as well. But anyways, I mean, talk about a guy that has more fans than not fans. Does anybody not like The Rock? Is anybody annoyed by The Rock? I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, no, nobody is annoyed by The Rock. And pretty much everybody is motivated by the rock. And so I was like, I thought my idea, well, I know my idea got a lot less novel when DD pointed (laughs) out the two names that I would thought of in my car ride home had like already announced that they wanted to do it. So, um, so that kind of took it away, but I'm looking at a list of the most followed Instagram accounts. And I don't know how, I, I don't know how up to date this is, but, the rock is fourth most in the world. So you talk about like a, a dude who motivates the shit out of everybody he talks to, who works harder than probably anybody in the industry who was part of the wrestling world and knows a thing or two about creating some storylines and some drama to make you want <laughs> to be on his side or a side. Correct. Yeah. And he's in the Hollywood world and just lives that every day. I, 
I, I, I'm, I don't, I'm not like, ha ha, he could do it. Like I legitimately think <laughs> he could, if he chose to do it, I legitimately think he, he would be elected president. I really do think so. He's extremely charismatic. Yeah. He's very smart. He's got, <laughs> how do I put this? Uh, he's got an amazing, <laughs> he's got an amazing smile. <laughs> it lights up a room. It does. It's huge. You seen that dude smile? How do you not smile when you see that dude smile? It's true. Listen, he, he looks great in a suit. Looks great in a suit. I, yeah. And I think, you know, if we're sending somebody in to negotiate with anybody around the world, these other countries, we're sending in Dwayne the Rock Johnson and we're coming out winning that argument, that negotiation. Are you kidding me? Because he can be that charismatic, fun loving guy. But then when it gets down to business, He'll go the rock on you and he's going to make whatever he needs to happen, happen. He's the obvious choice. Yeah. It's funny, you know, with those two, I'm like, who could actually get it done? It's really just the rock and Will Smith. I don't know who, I I don't know who else could act like, I don't know who else could, could actually do it. Well, Well, thinking about Will Smith, like, you know how, like, like every politician has like their, their, you know, story about like where they've come from and how they're an average person. Will Smith yeah. has already written a song about that. Yeah, it's true. West Philadelphia, true. born right. and raised. Like we already know his story. And it's everybody true. knows that song. So like, you know, everybody's like, oh, because, you know, there's so much controversy about what songs get played at political rallies and stuff. It's like, no, I don't support this guy, so I don't want him playing my music. Will Smith supports himself. It's just obvious. Yeah, makes it easy. And then just think about it. Like, you know, when he's about to hit the stage, that comes on. Like, <laughs> does, I mean, yeah, come on. And does The Rock come into, like, his WWE song, like, when he gets to the rally? Like, oh, he smell? has to, right? Can you smell what The Rock is cooking? <laughs> Can you yeah. smell? get people fired up (laughs) dude i want this so bad i want this so bad i'm just trying to think of who else like oprah's the obvious choice oprah could do it but oprah obviously just doesn't want to which i guess is smart i feel like it's just too big of a pay cut for oprah and it might be too big of a makeup for all these people. Oh, it, it's like The Rock makes like forty million a movie. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I, I, you, it's like being president. It does not pay. Like, right? I, yeah, but Oprah could. Oprah could do it. I'm trying to think of anyone else who I. Think uh, yeah, could I had Oprah. I had Oprah on my list as well. Um, Nicholas Cage. He's 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 kind of done it all. <laughs> He's always willing to play any active role Stop. he needs to. I think he'd make a Stop. great vice president, but <laughs> <laughs> I find that would be fascinating. He never says no. Yeah, I'll do it. Whatever. And he does. He's not going to worry about the money. He's not going to worry about his, the money. In his fact, state of the little, union. His state of the raised. union would be tremendous. I would tune right? in for that. That would be right? awesome. Put him and Bruce Willis on a ticket. We'll get it done. <laughs> um. Somebody like somebody like Tom Hanks, maybe, maybe he already has the Presidential Medal of Freedom, you know. So he's dipped a toe in the office, literally, probably just dipped a toe in. Um, a lot of respect for somebody like that, and um, another one that's kind of again, the Will Smith and and The Rock are the A list. This is more of like the the B list of people that potentially. I think Denzel could do it. 
I think people have mad respect for him. Um, he can be caring, but he can be tough as hell and he could, uh, he could rally some people. So again, maybe not as good as Will Smith and the rock, but just a couple other contenders I'd like to see on that ticket, at least get them in the, uh, in the, on the, on the primary ticket. Let's have, let's have a debate with those folks. <laughs> I'm terrified of honestly celebrities being president, another one being president again, to be honest. I don't, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I am terrified, but it is something that could absolutely happen. Like I'm dead serious when I say that, like, I think that Will Smith is, is thinking about running for governor of California. I really think he might. Yeah. Like, the downside is like, Like you potentially, if they do that, then you're going to find out probably stuff that you hate about them. But like right now you love them, you know, like you're, there probably is going to be like some policy stuff that you're like, oh, really? You know, because that's just the case with everybody. But then on the other hand, so with all the stuff that we heard about Donald Trump, right? Were you surprised by any of it? (laughs) <laughs> that he was a despicable human being like that he was doing this stuff the porn stars whatever it was it was kind of just like well that's like that's the guy that we know yeah I and guess i it was, think yeah. it would be the same way for them where it's like well yeah we already knew this about will smith i'm like i don't know what we're gonna know about will smith that we don't already know i don't know what we're gonna know about the rock that we don't already know oprah the same way it's you know, because it's not like these are obscure people. Most politicians, they're obscure. Like, we don't know who they are. And then we find out about them. But it's like, we already know these people. Hmm. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Maybe you just like, like with Donald Trump, it's like, well, I'm not watching The Apprentice anymore. That's for sure. And it's not <laughs> even on. So that's, can't even watch it the same way if I wanted to. That's the thing. We'd shut down, if Oprah ran, she'd have to shut down the Oprah Winfrey network. Somebody else would have to run it. I don't yeah. like that. Uh is Fresh Prince still playing on Nick at night? Are they pulling that because oh, they can't be biased? Oh, see, stop it. Will Smith can't run for anything. See, like, because we can't, can't be biased. Yeah, you can't play that because you can't be biased. It, well, well, even though it's not, it's it's playing in a, one of the greatest shows of all time, but you lose those things. I'll tell you what, TBS is going to have a lot of gaps in what movies they can play if The Rock runs for president then because. Yeah. Let's yeah yeah let's let's hope for comedy cent let's hope for Comedy Central's sake that somebody like uh, Will Ferrell or Owen Wilson never runs for anything or else there'll never be anything to play on the weekends. At comedy Central. That's why you're running out of stuff to watch, Chris. Because sometimes they're they're running out of movies too on cable. <laughs> oh, we're the Millers is on again. Let's go. <laughs> oh God. All right. Well, before we get into what we're listening to, um, let's talk about. To music. Adam Levine, lead singer of Maroon 5, uh, to a lot of people, the only member of Maroon 5, <laughs> said that there are no bands in popular music. Uh, your thoughts, men who listen to bands <laughs> and have played in a band and might be bringing Orange Drink back. What are your That's thoughts right. on Adam Levine of Maroon 5 saying that He's sad that there are no bands in pop music. You know, I, I, I read the full quote and mm-hmm. to make sure I had full context there. And he was referring to playing music videos and songs for his daughter, I think it was. And he's listening to songs like Avril Lavigne, mm-hmm. 
you know, and, and artists like that. And he's like, I'm with you was a jam. And it's like, yeah, we know. And he, I guess he didn't appreciate it at the time. So he's looking at it in retrospect of what was music compared to what music is now. There are, there have literally never been as many bands as there are on the planet than there are in this moment in time right now. Okay. And streaming has exploded that number and made them far more accessible. Great bands, not just bands, but great bands. Like I th- he's referring to pop radio more specifically. And it's not what it used to be. We don't have radio rock anymore, which was bands, right? There were less maybe artists and solo artists and there were bands. He referred to Avril Lavigne as a band, which she had a band with her, but still it's the era for music has changed where just even pop radio has expanded so much that it includes way more hip hop, way more R&B, uh, EDM wasn't around back then. And so, yeah, these things have evolved for what music is. And you can't just go back and say, oh, we had these bands back 20 years ago and there's no bands anymore. It's, it's absolute trash, a horrible statement. I, I don't understand it whatsoever. He needs to expand you know, his knowledge base a little bit there and actually listen to some of the most amazing bands that are out there right now. Shame, shame on him. Yeah. I, so I don't really, yeah. I mean, I guess I, I'm not familiar with like the exact context of how he was speaking about this, but like, I remember in middle school and high school, like some 41 and newfound glory and blink 182 and all those bands were on the radio. Yes. Like part of the reason I fell in love with that music is because they were on the radio and they were on MTV and all that type of stuff. But like 20 years later, like everything's more niche because of the internet. And like, there are specific satellite radio stations that play that music now. And like, you can find those artists on Spotify and Spotify will send you to more artists that are just like that artist. And so it's just different. And, and I guess like, if you're, if you're thinking that, and I don't know why the hell he would be that like, this is how that, how music was in 2001 is how it should be in 2021. Well, I mean, we all have iPhones now, so I don't know what you want. <laughs> I can't tell you the last time I've like listened to a physical radio program, like I, I guess I, I have, but like on my phone, you know, like, I don't know, you guys know what I'm saying. It's just it, the landscape of music is so much different and like user habits are so much different. So there are bands. I wish bands like that had, I wish that type of music was more popular. I wish those type of bands would get larger platforms. Um, but again, it's like user, what are user habits and what are people interested in right now? And that's, that's not what pop music is, but that doesn't mean that, that music is gone and pop music is ever changing. And I also find it really funny that it's like, I like Maroon five. So I want to say this before I, I, I like Maroon five. I just don't understand why Adam Levine is the person speaking for bands. <laughs> I, I right. just, that's my whole thing. I just, I, I don't understand it. Cause I'm like, if Maroon five is going to be the person speaking for bands and saying bands are extinct, it's like, well, 21 pilots exists like 
Imagine Dragons exists. You can say what you want yeah. about these bands, but it's just like these bands exist. These bands are on top 40 radio anytime they release anything. And I don't know. It's just that, but pop music is ever changing right now. It is, it is hip hop and it's been hip hop for 10 years, but like the number one song in the country is literally like, is a, is a power ballad. Is all music going to, all music may sound like that in five years. All may sound mm-hmm. like driver's license. And also like people at the piano singing their hearts out. Like people were in the eighties. That might happen. It's just, I, I don't like when people say things are extinct when it's like, no, People are making music over here. People are selling out shows. People are still doing all these things. Nothing is extinct. It's just that, like, the way that you're, you know, however a generation's ear works, that's how it goes. And then the next generation will come, and then it'll be something else. I I just hate when people say something is dead when it's, like, not dead, you know? I've, been saying, I've been saying Ska's not dead for years, for, for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> and boy, is that true. yeah you just expect something like this to come up from some old washed person who is not relevant anymore but i'm with you i like maroon 5 and i actually have always kind of respected adam levine for never leaving maroon 5 he could have done that a long time ago and had a very successful career on his own making similar music and collecting way more money but he hasn't done that but now I know it's because he thinks that bands are dead. I hope that's not why, because I lose a lot more respect for him thinking something like that. He just needs to stop listening to Kiss FM and judging that as pop music <laughs> and the entire world of pop music and open open his ears up a little bit. I'm sure he's heard a lot since then, as he should, but it, it completely right. He has to evolve because music has to evolve. Don't be an old washed person and thinking that you're the only band left on the planet because you are far from it, my friend. Yes. God. Maroon 5. We can't have them. No. Speaking for bands. Also, Panic at the Disco. Like, oh, like, come on. Come on. on. Come on. Come Adam, on. Be better. Be better, Adam. Be better. <laughs> we want better from you. So what we're listening to, I'll get it started. <laughs> Maroon 5 and Meg Thee Stallion, Beautiful Mix. <laughs> I love this freaking song. <laughs> I love this song so oh, much. Geez. I think it's super good. Here's one thing Maroon 5 does very well, and that's not speak about bands. What they do well is do collaborations with rappers that make sense. Yeah. Because there's nothing that I hate more than an unneeded rap verse. And if you, like, I just, I hate whenever somebody just forces a rapper on the track and they say something and it's stupid. But they do this well. Like, with Future, Kendrick, Wiz Khalifa, it just, Cardi B, they do this very well. And with Megan The Stallion, she sounds awesome on this. So beautiful mistakes. Check it out. I like that. Yeah, that's <laughs> super, super ironic. Super. It made super me ironic. so mad this week. I was like, why would you say that when you just put out a good song? Like it just, I don't know. Right. It, it was very frustrating for me that I had to like love and hate Maroon 5 at the same time this week. Really messed yeah. me up. Uh, I'll go next. I'm going to start with a song by, by the band Dreamers. And, you know, I, I think I put them on the playlist a little while ago, probably last year when we were first firing this thing back up. Ironically, Dreamers had an amazing tweet that DD you sent us regarding the Adam Levine situation and his comments. So I'm going to tie that in together before I get into the song. Uh, speaking on behalf of uh, the Adam Levine situation, uh, the quote from Dreamers in a tweet was, Adam Levine complaining there's no bands anymore is like the owner of Starbucks complaining there's no local coffee shops anymore. 
absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. And a band that I have loved for quite some time now. Um, they've teamed up with Big Boy. Yes, Big Boy from Outcast, And also recently in the playlist, a couple of times now, Upsall. So those three forces came together and released a song called Palm Reader. And, and like I said, I've been a big fan of Dreamers. They're an amazing indie pop, indie rock band. Um, their songs like Sweet Disaster and Die Happy and Painkiller. Some people may have heard or they may have heard when I put them on the playlist a, a ways back. But um, And they're great live too. Had a chance to see them live back in 2019. But this is a very strange collaboration that turns out to be amazing. Uh, Upsall and Big Boy have their own verses in this song. And then there's great harmonies where Upsall kind of teams, teams up with the lead singer from Dreamers. It all blends very, very well. And I, I love this song, Palm Reader from Dreamers featuring Big Boy and Upsall to start it off this week. Nice. nice. I think you guys would like that. Yeah. I'm ready. What a collab. That's a, yeah. that's a, it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So this one's going to be real weird. Uh, yes. Let's go. Love because it. man. And now this episode is just making me realize I just like, I just live on random thoughts. I texted friend of the program, Rishi from eternal boy earlier this week asking him about a band that he played with in like 2002 at an Elks Lodge in Cranberry, PA. Goodness. Okay. Dan, you might've been at the show. I don't know. Could, could have been. Could've um, been. Called Second Before the Crash. Okay. Just because like I, my mind went there. Like I, wow. I haven't listened to that band in almost 20 years. Where have they been? You know, wh where can I access their music? Reached out to Rishi. He said, well, you can't access their music uh, because they haven't played a show since like 2007. They're obviously not on Spotify. Um, so I want to be true to the segment and let you guys know that this is what I was listening to this week. Rishi actually like went into his old iTunes and emailed me a few MP3s, which I was very appreciative of. Wow. So I got to listen to those when I was training this week. Um, but I can't, we can't put them on the playlist. So because of Rishi's kindness, I'm going to put an eternal boy song on the playlist this week in honor of a band that no one's ever heard of. No one will ever hear of again. And you can't find their music anywhere. Second before the crash. I love it. Does that ever happen to you guys? Like you thought about an artist and you're like, Oh, like if I still had my computer from like, <laughs> sophomore year of college it would be on the itunes on that computer uh the skunk 11 yeah <laughs> there's I mean, one i wonder i wonder if people reach out to rishi for the same thing regarding the skunk 11 <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably not but you never know you never know what happened we to can, the band hey, where like we can provide out with like a lot of people and then they ended up with like three people what, what's that They're right there how do you have <laughs> if anybody right if anybody wants one <laughs> just stumbled on a load of these. So anybody needs a copy of reflect on this. Don't go searching for iTunes. You don't have to reach out to Rushi. Just reach out to us. We'll How you do you have that right there? I can't explain why it's here. I didn't put it here purposely for something like this. It's just been here. It's, this is my music room and podcast studio. It's just been here and boom. 
there it is. That's, I've got mom. the framed copy up on the wall. This is, yeah. Dan's mom in. just dropped off a box of junk from the attic. I <laughs> was like, she here. She goes, I found another, I found another box of your CDs. I was like, oh, I thought we sold more. Damn. <laughs> Oh man. All right. Next one. Uh, Drake put out uh, a little EP scary hours two with three songs on it. It's super good. I am going to put what's next on the playlist because he just sounds very frustrated about people asking him like what, when's he going to put out the album? What's he been up to? Why did he have knee surgery? All these things. And uh, I feel like I've been asked a lot of questions like, what are you going to do next? What is going on? I'm just like, just give me time, okay? And that's what I feel like that whole song is him just saying, okay, leave me alone. I did this then, I did that then, leave me alone, okay? And that's, I love what's next. It's just super good and it's awesome to hear Drake and get ready for whatever he has coming up next with his album. So what's next, Drake? Fantastic. Uh, speaking of Drake, one of Jake uh, Drake's, um, or Justin Bieber's, uh, Drake's most popular song, which Chris gives credit to Justin Bieber for, uh, good friends together. So I'm going to put Justin Bieber on the playlist. Nice. He released a song this past week. Hold on. I mean, the hits just keep on coming for this dude. He is on a serious roll right now. I can't not put these songs on the playlist because they're that good. I try. I'm like, ah, we just shouldn't people keep. No, they're, they're, they're too good. I, I can't. It's another pop jam. Uh, it kind of has a nice warmer weather feel to it. So when you can start to crack a little bit, the windows a little bit on days like we're experiencing here on the East coast, a little bit warmer, just has that kind of feel to it. He's it, unbelievable. I can't not put it on. Hold on. Justin Bieber, another jam. It's good. You gotta give the people what they want. You know Exactly. I mean? He sounds, <clears throat> it sounds like the police. Like it sounds like, like sting a Ooh, little bit. Interesting. Like, you listen to it. It sounds okay. a little bit. A little bit like that, especially okay. at the beginning of the song. Sounds yeah. a little like that. I'll go back and listen to that. Hmm. By the way, uh, Dan, did you put the was it purple disco machine? I did. Oh, you hey, that's a fun song. I like dude. That song. Telling you, not what he said. I, that's what I mean. There's no song that will make you feel like man. That song just feels good. Yeah, like good. It puts you in the mood, the right mood from the start. Yes, I like that a lot. Um, okay. So, uh, Monday was, was it Monday? That was Nas- national women's day. Do I have that? Yeah. I remember that. National women's day was on Monday. So meet me at the altar is yes. uh, a tremendous pop punk. Tri- I guess they're like, they're kind of like a trio, but there's five of them, but I guess it started with three of them. Uh, it's all women and they get compared to, I guess, Paramore quite a bit because like, Paramore is a pop punk band that has a female singer. I don't know that that comparison is fair. They really remind me of a band called settle your scores, which is like a pop punk band, but it's got some, it's got some, it slaps. Like it's, yeah. it's awesome. Like they, they, they hit hard as shit. Um, and it, their backstory is pretty cool. They all like, I think one of those from Florida, Florida, one of them's from Georgia. Another one's from like New Jersey. And they, they, I guess they, for the first few years of the band, like they were just making music remotely from each other. And like, we're never in the same place, but put together this amazing music. And then they went on their first tour and then got signed. And now they're blowing up and um, they put out a new track called garden, which is really, really good. They're on less than Jake's 
record label fueled by ramen um and just really good so if you haven't looked up meet me at the altar look them up it's it's good stuff they're phenomenal dude they're they're absolutely phenomenal ironically enough they were supposed to be i believe the next concert that i was going to (laughs) really one year ago next week yes and i think it had actually they were saying it was being rescheduled because there was an issue with the venue. So it was like kind of going to go on because it wasn't like complete shutdown yet. It was like right on that cusp of it. Cause we weren't sure if we were gonna be able to go because of everything going on. And then they said something else. They were looking for a new venue. And then right after that, everything shut down and obviously the tour went off the rails, unfortunately, but would love to see them live one day. Yeah. I lo- that's a great pick. Nice. All right, my last one. This is my favorite song of the year, guys. Bruno Mars, Anderson Pack, Leave the Door Open. They're, they've come together to do something that I have, like, I think it's just, I feel like it's just for me. Like, they're putting an album together. If you don't know who Anderson Pack, and you know who Bruno Mars is, I don't need to talk about Bruno Mars. But Anderson Pack is probably the one, he's one of the best live performers out there. And his music is just, an absolute jam and him and Bruno did an album and they just put out the first song from it. Leave the door open. you got to check out the video because it is just a vibe and it is awesome. And I just very happy for what comes next with this thing. Cause they're going to have a song. Cause this song is a slow R and B song, but like they're going to have some jams on there and it's going to be awesome. So I'm excited. Bruno Mars, Anderson back, leave the door open. Very cool. Yeah, that's exciting. That stuff with with those two teaming up. That's crazy. Uh, Last one for me. We're going to go back to back. He was on the playlist. I think it was last week. The ED you put him on. Nick Jonas. This is heaven. Um, It's going on the wedding playlist as well. Gentlemen, you'll hear this at my wedding next year. It's perfect for it. Great, upbeat, dancey jam. uh, Really catchy chorus. There's even a nice little saxophone solo in the bridge, which, yeah. Yeah. You know, like that for sure. Um, so back to back, Nick Jonas, I couldn't, I couldn't not put it on. It's just a song that's super good. We didn't know we were getting solo stuff from the Jonas brothers. Like you said, Didi, but we're getting it. It's coming out, it's coming out strong from Nick. So this is heaven, Nick Jonas to round it out. Shouts to Nick. Didi, you weren't wrong. He says spaceman a lot. <sighs> <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. Like and you better. just feel dumb when you're saying spaceman. You're just like, I'm a space because it doesn't matter how the bounce would be. I'm a space. What am I doing? What am I doing? <laughs> yeah, the song's good. Yeah, the song's like, good. He says it like just a couple too many times. Yeah. Um, so with National Women's Day and then listening to Meet Me at the Altar and then you know seeing the tie in with Paramore. I went with Haley Williams in B.O.B. Ooh. Airplanes. Cause it's just good. That's the, that's going to be the retro replacement this week. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Did, did Maroon 5 and B.O.B. make a song? Am I remembering that correctly? Or am I making that up? I think you might be making that up, but I'm not sure. It's possible. We were talking about their collaborations before. I was trying to see if we had a tie in for every one of our songs with Maroon 5. this week. <laughs> Because Didi mentioned put Maroon 5 on the list. 
I mentioned Dreamers who had that amazing tweet about Adam Levine. And I was hoping there's not a Haley Williams tie-in, I don't think. I don't with Maroon 5. God. I was hoping I it was gonna know. be BOB. Damn. If there is, we will update the public. Yes. But because it's not out of the realm of possibilities. Like it's possible. Yeah. Okay. I was just trying, just trying to tie it all together. It's always just trying to put a bow on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, airplanes. Good jam. Good jam. Yeah. Well, boys, that has been the brunch breakdown. Any final words? The rock for president. Just remember, we take no responsibility for tomorrow. <laughs> just our, it's our last warning shot. <laughs> We're recording this on time this week. We don't know what's going to happen. So just in case it does, we take no responsibility. (laughs) And that's it. That's That's the brunch breakdown. We're out. Peace.